Hello again, friends. Here I am sitting on my front porch because lately it is my very favorite place to be. It's June, but the weather, I mean, I guess June is like this sometimes. It's, it's never guaranteed that it's going to be sunny, not until July 4th, right? So I'm sitting on my beautiful porch and looking at that perfect Oregon misty rain coming down smells so fresh I've got this gorgeous maple tree that is just huge out in front of the porch and there's just a beautiful little country scene and the birds are making all their lovely noises and it I feel cozy with my cup of tea and my blanket and I'm really happy to be here chatting with you about some things that I'm learning so I find that when I'm learning something new, it is really helpful to me to regurgitate it back to someone else. So that's partly why I'm doing this. But then also because I really think this resource that I'm going to share with you is super helpful, probably for 100% of the people out there. I just can't imagine you know, there being someone who wouldn't gain something from this. Um, so I found this app called In Love While Parenting, and it's a really simple app put out by the Human Improvement Project, which I personally love the thought of Human Improvement Project, like, yeah, who wouldn't be for that? And it's not like physical human improvement, like we're going to beef up our muscles or something. It's like, um, it's like overall well-being improvement. And so um, they are a nonprofit, uh, privately funded organization that um, funds research and of other people and does research of their own and uses a lot of experts um, throughout the country and I would I would guess even the world on um, kind of the science behind well-being and happiness and anything that could possibly improve those things. So they've created this app called In Love While Parenting, and it's a, a super sweet, quick little app. It's pretty simple with a lot of powerful nuggets in it. So I'm finding lately for myself, um, you know, I've complained before about this, that I just feel like I'm making very little progress. So I, I keep digging and I keep searching because it, it is discouraging. I have found some really great tools. Um, in fact, some of the things that I've already shared with you, I think directly relate to what the In Love While Parenting is trying to teach, uh, which is exciting to me because for me, like the more information I have, I'm the kind of person that then it sinks in better. I can make changes better if I have better understanding. I know that doesn't work for everybody. Like some people can just be told, hey, you got to do this because it's important and then they can do it. I'm, I don't tend to be like that. I need information. The more information I can get, the better it is for me. Um, and I'm sure as this uh, parenting app will <laughs> tell us that, you know, there's something in that for me with some dopamine. I realize like getting information gives me a little bit of dopamine hit too. So I'm sure there's something there for that. But, um, but I'm just finding that right now, especially during COVID and all these tense times with um, the Black Lives Matter movement and things that are happening around our nation um, with, you know, the November 
voting coming up and just everything we have going on that my household is very tense. Plus the, you know, kind of the general relational atmosphere that Joel and I have at the moment where we're, you know, struggling to work out some things for our own is definitely um, affecting our kids. And I just feel like we are in this ugly, spirally cycle. And I, I'm frustrated that I don't know how to get out of it. Everybody is just on high alert. You know, it's clear that there's some stress happening in our household for everybody. And so it was actually a funny story. (laughs) Last night, it's like about 1220. Joel and I are, we've been asleep for at least two hours. And thing, you know, it was one of those blessed nights where you actually just fall asleep and you don't lay awake for hours <laughs> for both of us, both Joel and I did. So that was beautiful. But we are suddenly woken up in our, you know, tiny thousand square foot home to what sounds like a mini bomb going off. And we we just jump out of bed. We realize that Manny in the next room over had fallen out of bed. And so both Joel and I just jet out of the room. Joel gets there first because he's on the side closest to the door and I have to like go around the whole bed and then, you know, get in there. And Manny is just laying face down on the floor, just, you know, crying and shocked and stunned and not even fully awake and not even knowing really what's happening because there's like no light in their bedroom. Um, You know, so we get him all settled back in and I'm, I'm actually thinking to myself this morning, oh my gosh, thank goodness I cleaned their room yesterday. I don't even know what possessed me except my good friend Jen was cleaning her house and um, her kids were going to come play. And there are a couple of the kids that we have over, you know, during the phase, phasing, you know, phase two and phase one, whatever, like they're one of the families we've opened up to. So they were going to come over to play, and I was realizing, oh, my gosh, the bedroom's horrific. Like, our house is small. It's raining outside. They're going to need a place to play. So I cleaned the bedroom, which took hours. And I was so grateful because I'm not kidding. Like, there were sharp objects. There were glass bowls. um, There were, uh, what are those guns called? not pellet guns, but the other kind of guns that, you know, they didn't have anything in them, but they're, you know, the parts are laying out on the floor. Um, there was a, a metal toolbox that Grayson had and the corner of it was sticking out. And all of this, like Manny would have just fallen flat on top of. So praise God, praise God that I cleaned the bedroom. <laughs> so we get him all settled back in. That was totally unrelated to anything, except we get him all settled back in. And Joel and I go to bed, and of course, neither one of us can sleep. I don't know how late Joel stayed up, but I was up till 5.30, you know, not being able to sleep. So in that amount of time, I started looking into this In Love While Parenting app that I've had on my phone for a while. So I'm going to try to be quick now and just sum up for you since I've already taken up a lot of time. But basically, it's talking about the three chemicals that science has found are absolutely important to long-term happiness. So, or should I say they're not, they they affect long-term happiness. Let me say that. Um, So the first one they call the quick fix to happiness. Actually, that's what I call it. They didn't call it that. Um... But I did. 
it's the quick fix to happiness chemical, which is dopamine, right? Like dopamine is basically what um, what happens when we have short-term reward for our accomplishments, right? Like it's a it's a short-term reward for anything we've accomplished. So, you know, any knowledge we acquired or any like um, thing we buy or food that we eat or um, praise that we get or job that we've accomplished. It's why like for some people ticking off to-do lists is so rewarding is because it's it's creating a short-term reward with a dopamine hit, right? Video games give us dopamine hits. Pornography gives us dopamine hits. Um, oh gosh, like uh, rumor, you know, rumors and um oh what's the word i'm looking for when you're talking smack about your girlfriends i've got a slight one of those one of my headaches this morning so my words aren't quite coming as well as i'd like but you know what i'm talking about when you are um talking about other people especially as women we do that i don't i can't even think what the word is but i know you know what i'm talking about so i'm not gonna worry about it anyway that gives us a short-term dopamine hit um you know, learning a new skill, finishing a job, all of those things give us short-term dopamine, eating chocolate. And so unfortunately, dopamine is short-term. It always goes away and it goes away really quickly within minutes, you know, eight minutes, 10 minutes, but fairly quickly, two minutes. Um, sometimes if we're buying something big, like a car, we might get a dopamine hit from that brand new car, like uh, every time we get in it for a couple minutes for a few months, but then after that it's gone, right? Uh, it just doesn't last very long. And what always happens is it takes us right back to our baseline of happiness. So if our baseline of happiness isn't very good, then we're always going to come very quickly back to that not very good. And what we tend to do as humans is then try to seek out the next dopamine hit, which isn't really very effective right? Because it's just going to be short term, but somehow we don't clue into this very quickly and we just keep doing it. Um, so that is the quick fix to happiness chemical, which is not very effective and we all try to use it regularly. So we need to be aware that that's what we're doing or when we're doing it and how we're doing it because all of us get our hits differently from dopamine, right? Oh, gossip. That was the word I was looking for. So some of us get our hit from gossiping. Some of us get our hits from being workaholics. Some of us get our hits from, um, you know, finishing a to-do list. Um, some of us get our hits from food. So we got to be aware of what we're getting our hit from. So then the next chemical is called the, they call it this, the unhappiest chemical. And that chemical is cortisol. And it over long term, like cortisol is not always bad, right? It is the stress hormone that um, is put out in our bodies when we are under stress for whatever reason, right? It's like our primitive brain thing happening, right? A little bit of it is okay, but a lot of it is not good. And a lot of it long term is, is not good. It will affect our overall long-term well-being. It will make us unhealthy and unhappy. So cortisol will happen not just because a bad thing happens to us, but it can happen, it can be put out into our bodies when we are even worried about a bad thing happening. 
So they, particularly in this um, app, are relating it specifically to kids, but they say like, but this is very relevant for our relationships and our partners as well. Oh man, it just started like pouring down rain and the breeze has picked up and it just feels so lovely. I wish you all could be sitting here with me. You know, I would love it if any of you were sitting here on this porch with me right now. Mm, It would be great. Anyhow, um, so they're relating it to kids and how high cortisol in kids is um, actually really a problem in our in our culture. It um, it affects a very high percentage of kids, and it it comes for them when they're just worrying that something will bad will happen. So so it, it's not just kids that come from quote bad families or troubled families. It can happen to kids who are in well-functioning families. Um, and it, it, it happens f- probably for various reasons, personality, you know, where they are in the lineup of children, you know, lots of different things, things that have happened to them in their lives that were out of their control, which actually I think this relates to uh, one of my last podcasts of um, the whole uh It'll come to me in a second. I told you I have had my headache this morning, so it's very hard to think sometimes. The words are right there, but they're not coming out. Um, It'll come to me. It relates to another podcast that I had, and I will throw that out when it comes to me. (laughs) Anyhow, so... um, Unfortunately this was really hard to hear and it is really hard to hear but the science is showing that most often or usually high cortisol in children is caused by their parents ouch right like ooh, that hurts because that is not what we want to be doing to our kids it's just not but even in families that um, are well-functioning and parents who are doing a great job, the app was saying that only 30% of the time are parents getting it right in those situations. So we're, you know, thank God kids are resilient, but there's always room for improvement and we can get better. And I definitely want to get better because I know that for me, I didn't always have this safe haven um, that as a child that helped me to lower my cortisols and I needed that. Um, and my parents were lovely people, you know, they were normal. They had their issues, but they were good people. So, uh, another thing about cortisol in kids is that it's a silent problem. Um, and you won't necessarily see the effects of cortisol like right away. And they likened it to cigarette smoking, like, you know, one or two cigarettes or even a couple months of smoking is not going to, you're not really going to see your lungs deteriorate, but you know, a year, two years, six months, 30 years, you will definitely be affected. So cortisol is like that. Um, and they're finding the science is proving that kids with high cortisol for long-term, um, have more probability that they are going to display negative behavior later on, right? They're going to get into higher risk activities and have um, a higher likelihood that they won't be happy or they will struggle with depression or um, things like that. 
So it's super important that we work to lower cortisol in ourselves and in our children and our spouses and our friends. So the next chemical I want to talk about is the long-term happiness chemical, which is oxytocin. And I'm sure like if you've had a baby, you might, you know, that might sound familiar because um, Oxycontin or other drugs similar to that are kind of based off of this naturally occurring hormone in our body. Like, you know, it's a, it's a feel good chemical, right? Like it's a painkiller. So they give us Oxycontin and woo, we feel good. At least I did. Felt the best I'd ever felt in my life. Like my body didn't hurt. I felt normal, not high. I just felt normal. But anyway, oxytocin is that, is that chemical, but in the real flesh in our bodies. So we want to work to increase oxytocin in our body because it has the biggest impact on our long-term well-being. And oxytocin's number one way of being increased, which I thought this was interesting, is by being in safe relationships. Oxytocin is a bonding chemical. It's the bonding chemical. And bonding for human beings is vitally important to our survival. I mean, we have heard the research on loneliness coming out recently, right? That people who are lonely die sooner, even than people with who smoke, you know, or people who have high risk behavior. Loneliness is a killer. So that is because we're not getting enough oxytocin in our bodies. It's super windy out here, so I hope it's not too windy in my mic. Um, so this organization, the Human Improvement Project, is studying the science of deep bonds with loved ones. Like what creates deep bonds? How can we improve our bonds with the people that we love? Um, because it is the increase of oxytocin in our systems that is going to increase our long-term well-being or our long-term happiness. We're not necessarily going to see it, the effects of it right away, just like cortisol in the negative. We're not going to see it right away in the positive, but we will see it long-term down the road. So this whole app's reason for existence is to teach adults how to lower cortisol and increase oxytocin and not rely so much on dopamine because it's crappy when it comes to long-term happiness, right? So that's what this app is about. And it teaches you systematically the, the science behind it. And then it gives you some things to work on. It gives you some you know, encouragement if you want it throughout the day. It has some notifications and it's got a website with more teaching on it that I, I've just been, I mean, I binge watched it last night, basically. So I, I just really want to encourage you to check it out. Um, I really feel like this will improve any relationship you have. And I am eager to have conversations with some of you about this. I've already reached out to some of you. I want to reach out to more. So, um, yeah, I hope that this is at least triggering some interest in you. Um, what they suggested or what not, 
not what they suggested, what they found scientifically to be the thing that has the biggest impact on um, increasing bonds with your loved ones was not what I expected. In fact, I was kind of let down because it's, it feels anticlimactic because it's not flashy, right? It's not having a dance party in my living room and laughing and smiling. It's doing some really hard work, which sucks. Hard work sucks. But we have each other and we can do this together. I'm, I'm willing to do it together. So call me. Most of you know that I'm available on my walks in the morning from around 8 to 10. But I have other times that I've been available to that I would love to talk with you. You know, myself being um, a Christ follower, a believer in a higher power, I truly believe that God made our bodies to work this way. And let's get to know our bodies that God has made so that we can live the way that God wants us to live, which is in the fullness of happiness and safe relationships, right? Okay, friends, that is long enough. I love you all, and I hope you have a good week. That is all I have for you, friend. It's my hope that these thoughts of mine will give you some form of either encouragement or inspiration as you go throughout your day. From Kristen, with love.